Welcome to Sharks Giving. Yeah, that's right. We're mixing it up. It's still gonna be about beers and shark movies and nonsense, but now it's all about togetherness with family instead of uh, togetherness with drunk Germans. It's 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 different togetherness. Um, Thanksgiving's not really known for its German heritage, so a lot of wires are getting crossed right now, but I'm trying my best. Who, who am I? Well, I'm Logan Nielsen, one of your hosts, and joining me is my co-host, and well, yeah, he's still the resident brewmeister. It may not be, you know, Oktoberfest anymore, but he's still the brewmeister. It's my good friend Dustin Pixley. Hi, Dustin! Hello, Logan. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Uh, this has been, uh, I've been looking forward to this. Because we had the idea of just doing Sharks Giving for a while. We had a bunch of ideas for what it could be. And then we decided, fuck it, let's just have some beers and watch a movie again. Because planning's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's hard to line up things with things. Just to try to get a bunch of stuff going. And, you know, uh, this one's going to have less focus on stuff outside of the movie and the beer we're doing. Because we talked about how, you know, we could still do hashtag Fest Facts. But about Thanksgiving. And then we thought, well, that'd be sad. That'd be sad, because that just ends yeah. with a whole lot of Native Americans dead. No one would so, feel good after that's that. That's okay. We don't need to do that. We would all need a shower yeah, we don't immediately need to do after that. the podcast. So. so instead, we decided, well, what could we do to make it uh, Thanksgiving-ish? Um, and we decided we would, to, we would make it a feast of beers. Yeah, we're going to sample uh, three different kinds. Three different kinds. We This is from the, uh, they're all surly, so we're not doing an Oktoberfest thing. There's no real theme to this except for this is from a, a new variety pack from Surly, um, which it's called the the Mixed Messages variety pack, which is adorable. Um, full disclosure, too, we've definitely had these before, but we're <laughs> That's just- That's kind of what inspired us to go with this. We one. had them like last week, and then we're like, oh, let's just do that. We'll just do <laughs> Let's do those, do those good, because... Uh, like most of this podcast, it's on the fly. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, a couple of them in this pack are good, and we'll, you'll find out which one's coming Ooh. up. Um, but we're going to sample those beers. Three of the beers. The fourth one is always Surly Furious, which we've had a hundred times. Yeah, it's, it's and, their flagship. Yeah. It's an IPA. It's, that one's... It's a good beer. Go have it. You know, but yeah. that's, that's the one they're known for. So we're going to go with the three non-go-to. I did think about, though, because I do have a couple of... Extra citrus up there too, which oh. is, that seems to be a new one. They're keeping it around, which I appreciate. So I think that might be a, a new one that's sticking around because it's, it's it's been around for a while now. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going anywhere. Interesting. I, I really didn't. I mean, I've maybe had it before. It's hard to tell. Maybe my palate's just been refined, so it's sticking yeah. out more now because you know uh, my my beer training with you. Um, but uh, and by training I mean uh, we drink, um, and then we watched a movie. What did we watch, Dustin? What did we watch? Uh, Dark Tide. It's called Dark Tide. It was from 2012. 12, 2012, starring Halle Berry. Um, we've already watched it. We just we actually just finished watching it together. We, we watched did. this one we together. Did we did it for real. We got together. We had some beers. We pre-gamed a little bit. Watched this movie. Um, I would say we didn't drink enough. 
Oh God, no! We had, the beers we had are were too gentle. I I need it. I don't want to dive too head like just to tease ahead to the movie part of it, which I guess could be now. I don't know. We have no real structure for this one because it's not we're not doing all the Oktoberfesty stuff. So I guess it can be whatever we want for yeah. this one. So it's it's off road, baby. It's open. It's open world. It's yeah. a sandbox we're for just, us to play in. We're just sharks giving it all we got. That's all. That's all we are, man. Uh. But Dark Tide might be the worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah, if it would have been during Sharktoberfest, it would have been oh, yeah. number one stinker. Oh, like, yeah. It, hands down. This has made uh, The Shallows look very good. The Shallows looks great. Jaws 2 looks pretty good now. That was my least favorite of the month. Yeah, it's it's a shark movie, but not really in the sense that the sharks are scary. Which is fine, because I like seeing them just naturally swimming around, looking pretty and such. But yeah, there's supposed to be a little tension around them. Right? It's a it's a two hour movie, and nothing happens till the last ten. Yeah, it's it's abhorrently slow. It is it's it feel it felt like an, an experiment, like someone was doing a test on us. I'd be like, will will these people watch two hours of nothing happening? Yeah, we may be the only two people that actually. Maybe because this flopped hard. Um, it cost twenty five million dollars to make. Do you know how much it made? I four million four hundred thousand. Oh, itch. Flopped. It it did so fucking bad. It has zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is why we chose it because we were just talking about which we watched. And I said, "Hey, this movie's got zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes." That makes me want to see the trailer because just how unappealing that trailer must have been that they couldn't sucker in. Well, nothing happens in the movies. So what do you put in the trailer? Right. Because nothing happens. It's no. It's so. It's spectacularly bad. It. Um. It's just. You see that it's got money behind it because the one thing we talked about in it is that it's it's got really great underwater photography. They clearly had like, and they shot with real sharks. Most of it is with real great white sharks. Yeah, huge, they, probably 12, 15 footers. Yeah, they shot on location off of Cape Town, Africa. Like they, it, it's frustrating how much money and and care was put into the movie because like they really milk those underwater shots and they look great yeah even the set backgrounds you know but that happens Africa. in the fucking movie not a goddamn thing but anyway that's all the movie stuff let's not get too deep in that right now for we should probably crack open a beer huh yeah yeah if we're gonna talk any more about this movie i need a beer so which three of these do we want to start with we got because we got two kind of well like kind of ipa ish ones and then this coffee one um which one do you want to start with I don't know. Do we want to do we want to break up the kind of IPA ones? Yeah. Maybe do the coffee one in the middle, perhaps, or do we, we need to start with the pale? Just something. Start simple? with the pale. Okay. So this is the uh, Periscope Pale Ale. Oh, that kind of works too. It's got like a little watery can. Too. Yeah. Hey, hey, come on! That accidentally falls into place. Um, let me see what what their can says. Uh, they don't have much information here. Should I? Should we see about? Do we, should I Google? Should I see if there is any surly info? Take a peek, man. Let's look. Let's. It's. We need shit to talk about. Does, it feels like it's been forever since we've done this. It's been. A, it's been half a month that we've done this. Um. 
Let me see. Surly, Brewing Co. Nope. This is actually this is uh this is a liquor store to order uh, said variety <laughs> packs. This is not that doesn't not, help. That doesn't it's, help. It's uh, not the website that I wanted. <laughs> Oh, well, was, he's looking, though. It was uh, incorrect. I'm going to go ahead and mention that Surly is out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. There you go. See, you know what your job is. Come on, man. Yep. Uh, so they're pretty close to us. Mm-hmm. Um, close friends. Well, let's just say that we're it's first name basis. Started by Omar and Zari. I want to say something to the listeners right now. Dustin does not have notes in front of him. He just knows this. I have a picture with the man <laughs> at Darkness Day. Right, because you've you've been to like uh, they used to have a festival every year. They called Darkness Day. It's when they released their Russian Imperial Stout. Right. Um, it's pretty much just a collection of beer nerds who have a giant bottle share. You have like you've told me that you've waited hours in line. Oh, you stay like... overnight. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. Tell me, tell me more. Tell me more about Surly. Um. Their first brewery was in Brooklyn Center. That's where they hold the f- held the festival. Excuse me, they don't do it anymore. Uh, but that's where it was held. They created a beer called Abrasive. It's a double IPA in honor of their old brewery. I believe I've had that, and it it's delicious. Uh, and it was abrasive. Yeah, when you when because certainly already their IPAs very got hop forward, very hoppy. Yep. So now double it, and ouch. Things have changed there, though, over the last few years. I think that's why we're seeing all these fun samplers. Their head brewer, Todd Haug, left. He went to Three Floyds. Okay. Um, How'd that make you feel? I didn't care too much. Funny story about him. So <laughs> this man is obsessed with death metal. Okay. And every year, they set up a stage with a death metal band. Yeah. And you just walk by, and there's generally about four people headbanging. And the rest are all just giving stank face to the stage, like, What? <laughs> It's the funniest thing. Which, like, I mean, it doesn't surprise me for, like, their whole aesthetic has this kind of in-your-face kind of surly, you know, like, right. their, their art. That's changing, I'm seeing, you know, now, but, like. But think about your beer crowd and the beer nerds, like, not typically death metal heads. I disagree. And I'm talking death metal. Ooh, right. Like, yeah. Well, that that is off-putting, but, uh. I don't know. I, I, I see the overlap in that crowd. I do see it. I see the, the, the I mean, any type of nerd and tends to overlap with death metal. You know what I mean? What was that? My beard just got stuck in the windscreen, <laughs> your pop screen. <laughs> you looked like something was attacking you. Um, so this is the Periscope Pale Ale. Um, it, it 5.5 ABV. Uh, it just says moderate IBU. It doesn't give a number. Hmm. Well, that that fucks up our whole thing. Moderate. Just it just says moderate. Those dicks. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's the IBUs in that? Enough. <laughs> uh, but five point five percent ABV. A classic pale ale, dry hopped with Centennial hops, available exclusively in our mixed messages variety pack. So. Uh, I have a feeling you're not going to get the reads we usually do uh, on our beers. It's not looking as though. Uh, not looking like. I mean, it's got a breakdown of the hops. Warrior, Centennial, and then parentheses, uh, uh, Dry Hop. Uh, malt, two-row, uh, acidulated, aromatic, crystal, cariform, color, amber. I, 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 I don't know if any of that means anything to anyone at all. I know what it means. I know but... you do. <laughs> 
And then it just says uh, Surly MNUSA. Have they have they created their own town? Have they gone rogue? I th- yeah, I think that's they're just Surly Town now. That'd be something. Uh, well, let's crack these open, shall let's we? Let's do it. Ooh. Oh, come on. Come on. Do we clink? <laughs> yeah, it's cans. We're far away, and there's a board between us. Let's not... <laughs> just asking for disaster. Yeah. It's no extra Citra. No. No. No, I would uh, I would take that. It, it, yeah, it just kind of feels... It's it's a little maltier than like the extra Citra. That's a little yeah. more crisp. A yeah. little more uh, crunchy. A little more crunchy, dances on the teeth a little bit. Um, but like a little, this isn't necessarily the word I want, but I, a little weak, but not in the, I don't know. It's got a good aftertaste though. I like that. Yeah. That's probably the, the dry hop. Not weak. That, it's but... not weak is the word I'm looking for. It's just like, it's not overpowering, which I, I guess I kind of expect almost from them. I expect their beers to really yeah. pop with flavor. This one's it's a little uh, more, pretty, mo- pretty moderate. How's it? Pretty moderate. It's gentle. How's gentle, that? Gentle. Okay. Because I didn't want to say it in a bad way. Because I don't want to say weak and like it's a bad beer. Because actually, I like it. No, it's it's pretty tasty. It's but good. it's like it's pretty mellow for them. Actually, yeah. I'd say it's probably the most mellow surly I've had. Yeah, I mean, and it is a pale ale, so that's, mm. you got to remember they're, they're not. No, for sure. But I, it's so weird. That's such a fine line with pale ale and IPA. Right. Because yeah. I've had some pale ales that are hoppier than. Some IPAs I've had. I, I'm, I know everyone in the beer community. Y'all like to act like there's processes and there's rules, but it's the I, it's the wild west. You do whatever you want to it, and then you call it a double whatever. That's what I've learned. I've learned you're all full of shit. You like to pretend like there's rules. It's kind of it's it's you're you're just like wine people because wine people always act like oh well this is this old so therefore dot 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 when they've pretty much proven that there's really no inherent difference between old wine and new wine really yeah it's all played pretty fast and loose yeah yeah especially with all the shit that's being added today yeah so yeah but I do like this it's pretty good it's it's good it's pretty straightforward it's a good I, start I think it's a good one to start with I'm excited to talk about the coffee one I really enjoyed that one. Yes, not, uh, we already have our favorite out of this pack, because that one we we sampled when I, because I, I, we just hung out, and I happened to buy the variety pack, because I wanted, I was feeling kind of a coffee one, but also an IPA. It did me right. This variety pack did me did me good. It's a good one. It's a really good variety pack, and yeah, that coffee one I'm excited to get to, because that one, like, I straight up was like, no, you need to have one of those right now. This is, yeah, <laughs> this is very tasty. And they do a coffee bender. It's a brown ale. It's also pretty excellent. I'm sure I've had it, but I don't remember it. I'm going to have to buy some. They used to bring sometime. kegs out in the morning at Darkness Day. Because yeah. you're, you're getting up at like 6 a.m. to get your shit packed up and get right. in line, which is awesome with a hangover, let me tell you. Oh, I bet. When it's freezing cold. Yeah. Um, but when they bring that keg out, it makes it just a little bit better. Yeah. But, you know, so I don't know. I, I enjoy this one, and uh, I don't know. It's going to be a little easier to talk about the... Oh, fuck. What is... Oh, what's oh, going God, on? Oh, shit. Something's being happened, handed to me. Oh, Jesus Christ, Dustin. You're not going to believe this. We have shark news. We have shark news. Shark news! Okay, so d- this is actually something you sent to me, Dustin. Uh, we haven't really got to look at it a lot, but this is, not only is it shark news, this is shark medical news. Yeah, and it's like shark history. Kind of, yeah. This is, uh, The headline of it is just, Shark receives successful spinal surgery from Ocean Springs surgeon. Um what was the the original one that you sent me? Yeah, groundbreaking spinal surgery in Mississippi. So we are now giving. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and just say uh, we're giving sharks robot spines, and uh, they will be our doom. So lasers are probably soon to follow. Then we're really fucked. Oh, fuck, and then yeah. we we straight up made Austin Powers come <laughs> to life. 
Bienville Orthopedics uh, is known. For, uh, I, I don't want to just read the article, but uh, this orthopedic company, they have a, in Mississippi, there was a uh, Stella, the sand tiger shark. Uh, she is a favorite attraction at the Mississippi Aquarium when uh, the vets there noticed that the five foot long, 90 pound shark was having trouble swimming. Um, and sharks, I think we covered this, Dustin, in the show. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but they sharks, they need to swim or they die. Most. Yeah, most most die. Most they, of them have to keep moving to get the oxygen they, so, going through. So yep. swimming, swimming is needed in sharks. So that's a problem when you notice that. But they, they uh, she was swimming abnormally and she had a curvature in her spine. X-rays revealed a disruption in her spine. Um, and then feeding was also becoming an issue. And pain medications weren't helping. So this is just a... Uh, a high yet uh, angry shark. <laughs> um, now, I, it's interesting though too, because I'm I, I'm sure we'll find out in the the article as I continue. But as we've talked about sharks, they they're they're not bones. It's mostly cartilage, right? So this is it's it's truly interesting. Yeah, they decided to take drastic measure. Me, excuse me, they decided to take drastic measures. Drastic measures. Drastic Unique New York. Measures. Unique New York. How now, Brown? How? <laughs> so we thought, let's do something that's never been done before. Let's perform spinal surgery on her. Well, the, the I disagree with that quote. There had to be a more nuanced conversation about it than someone walking in and be like, so you want to fuck around with this shark's back or what? Are we doing that? Are we doing that? Let's talk to Ted on the golf course, the yeah. surgeon buddy. Let's <laughs> just get a sense on the golf course. <laughs> Have some bruise on the back nine, and we were talking. Let's cut this fucking shark open. See what that do. I bet Ted twenty couldn't do it, so he he's in. He's so, in. I don't know. Let's do it. Who wants in? Let's scrub in now. I'm ready. <laughs> Get the shark. Where is it? That's when orthopedic surgeon Doctor Joseph Cox uh, entered the picture. Cox is known for liking to be the first. Okay, so he likes to try innovative stuff. So probably a lot of people have needlessly died. At his I was going to say, we should go through his history. Just, I was just think how many how many deaths are there many, from this man? How many people can't walk now because he, he decided like, ah, now let me try something. Listen, we're gonna hey, we're gonna go rogue on this surgery. <laughs> he's probably a great doctor, but that's that's all I think. When like his thing is like, no, he likes to really go go fucking nuts and try stuff out. I knew it would be an extraordinary opportunity for me personally. Uh, and a way for me to give back to the community and to the Mississippi Aquarium. It took a lot of careful planning. Well, I'd fucking hope so. <laughs> yeah, I hope you're not just diving into that one. <laughs> ah, let's see. How different can it be? Uh, but the reason why it's groundbreaking is because a shark's spine has never been operated on before anywhere in the world. That's why this is such a big deal. They've never done an operation on a shark spine well, you in history. Well, have a lot in captivity, so I suppose there's not a lot of opportunity. True. That's true. Well, and as we've covered, too, there's still a lot kind of medically about sharks that aren't super known. And, yeah, I think it's just, I think especially in captivity, a lot of them probably just tend to, I don't know, peter out a little bit. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, I wonder, if, uh, I wonder how much we learned from from getting in there digging in there getting some getting some shark spine juice it's about as close to operating on an alien that you can get cox said their physiology is way different from humans you know no fucking shit doctor uh so i don't know i don't know why i'm so aggressive about this story but uh 
their physiology is way different from humans, so there was a lot of things that had to be taken into consideration. You know, like their fins and water. There was also the dilemma of having Stella out of the water for surgery. You have to keep the surgical site dry, but you have to keep water on the gills so she can breathe. So they had to build a special surgical table to handle that. Because that would be, I guess, difficult. If you're cutting into her back, but you need to make sure like her head's underwater. Right. That's that would be super be a really weird table to, to keep everything tight. I guess you, you'd base it'd be like a, a massage table, but like where the where the open face is, you, it's like they're a fishbowl. They just dip her head. In. <laughs> yeah, they just they just have her head crammed through a massage table. In there. Yeah, holds her in place too. She can't she can't buck. So uh, Cox said, so we wanted to fix the spine from both sides with rigid construction to restore the integrity of the spine and give the shark something it could use to propel itself. Well, that's the other thing, too, I'm, I'm curious about since they are mostly cartilage. I mean, sharks are heavy, but I wonder if you make it too rigid, would that almost fuck up their movement? Because they're, since they're not like solid bone. Right. You see their the way their body moves, it's... You know, yeah, little, the whole thing kind of wiggles. A little gooey. A little, a little, a little gooey, little, yeah. gooey, little gooey, fellas. Uh, but with plates and screws now in place to stabilize the spine, Stella appears to be doing much better in her recovery tank. So it sounds like they it was kind of, you know, even though it's very different from human surgery, but kind of like human spine surgery. I would put some plates and some, some screws in there and <sighs> that should keep you together, we think. Shark, have a good one. Take these twice a day. You're a shark. You don't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, but right now she's doing better than I could have hoped. She's swimming around, eating on a regular basis, and acting like a regular shark. You know, doing shark stuff, attacking boats, and, and then like getting swept up in tornadoes. They're gonna have their one year anniversary of the surgery, and the shark's gonna eat Doctor Cox. She's gonna try to like hug it or something. Well, yeah, she's gonna bust out now because she's part machine. She's too powerful. She's more machine than shark now. They hope to have her out of recovery in a few weeks and back to the Oceans exhibit for everyone to enjoy. So that's that's super interesting. That's, that's like you said, that's shark history. That's medical history in a weird way, you know, uh, even though it's not human medical history, but still, that's, they, that's they, never been done before. Well, and he's – so it sounds like this is not – a vet i think he's a yeah it sounds like he's an he's an actual orthopedic surgeon yeah, on exactly. people yeah. and then he's like sure i guess i'll tinker around in this shark back I'm still going with our golf course theory i'm almost certain I, yeah no that sounds about right it sounds like a bet they have like video attached to so i'm gonna see if there's shark on the like operating table because that would be cool <laughs> oh new movie pitch dr shark dr shark, shark. dr shark or shark doctor both are both are good titles is this a movie or is this going to be like an ABC uh, drama? I think it depends. I think Doctor Shark is an ABC drama, but I think Shark Doctor is a little more. Or oh, I might switch those actually. Ooh, I don't know. Because I see, I see two sides. I see one's kind of a a a drama. Yeah, Doctor Shark is the drama because it's a shark who is a doctor, <laughs> working in a hospital. You know, living. You know, trying to grapple life and love. All under scrubs, you know what I mean? Uh, and then uh, Shark Doctor is about a doctor who just is always having to solve shark issues. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 here we go. You can just you can just see her barely, but you can see them bring her in, and you can see her face there. 
yeah. poking out like as they're operating on her. That's wild. That is fu- that's fucking crazy that they just like I don't know. I guess we'll bring a shark into an operating room and we're operating on it. That's fucking wild. Well, that's pretty. That's some dang cool shark news. Shark news. All right. Well, I don't really know how to approach Dark Tide. I know it as a movie. You can't walk through it like the story because there's no story. Nothing happens. And it's so boring. So boring. It's so I'm gonna aggressively boring. It seems like it's boring out of spite. Like it was it like Halle Berry had a grudge against someone. And she's I don't know I'm blaming her. She didn't direct it, but I, yeah, I don't even I don't know where, what yeah. I want to hear some interviews because I want to hear what their mm. plan was and what direction mm. they were trying to go in. What if in the interview they're just like, we just really want to make like a real piece of shit, just a real <laughs> yeah. boring piece of trash. Um, I don't know. Maybe we should try to get. Should we, maybe we should take a, a, one of our, our patented breaks for nothing. Yes. Play a little soundbite like we do. Yeah, we could play the ad for Doctor Shark. <laughs> don't make me make that. <laughs> don't make me make that. Tuesday. <laughs> Tune in. ABC's number one new drama. Stanley Tucci is Dr. Shark. (laughs) I'm losing him, damn it. Dr. Shark, don't forget to put water on your gills. I'll breathe when he's breathing. (laughs) From producer David E. Kelly. No, it's Shonda Rhimes. It's got to be Shonda Rhimes. (laughs) Dr. Shark. New Thursdays at 9 p.m. ABC. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) My father once told me to be careful of the things you love most in the world. Because if you're not careful, that very thing can also destroy you. Excuse me. I'm I'm glad I'm over here. A lot of stink on that one. Yeah, this is a good time to have distance. Okay, well, that was we we just finished the Periscope Pale Ale from Surrey. What what, what do you want to do next? We're going to do the coffee one now? Yes. Let's do it. This is the Surly Brewing Co. Grindcore Espresso Milk Stout. I'm going to let me bring up some info on that. And while he's looking, Mm -hmm. let me tell you about milk stouts, Logan. Yeah, no, that would be great. Do that. Um, so a milk stout's gonna be basically like your normal American stout, but they add lactose, which is an unfermentable milk sugar, to mm. give it that nice creaminess. Do they do they just add it kind of like as a powder? Yeah. Yep. It's in a powder form. Usually you put it in right at the end of your boil. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the yeast doesn't really attack it. It just gives it that really nice mouthfeel. Now, now, how do you do? What, what's the deal with oatmeal stouts, huh? What's what's the, what's the deal with them, huh? What do they do? What do they do? Yeah, they put they put oatmeal oatmeal in that shit. What's was kind of? I mean, what's, you what's use, going on there? You use oats or like grain. Eh? Same type of deal. That's how you you can also achieve nice mouthfeel from oats and grains. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's uh, a lot of the New England IPAs if they're done the right way. That's where you get that nice mouthfeels. They actually use like grain. You saying mouthfeels a lot. I like that. I like that. I like you're you're kind of dumbing it's... down your beer talk for like me. No, that's for... like a very <laughs> big term in the beer world. Mouthfeel. Um, because I've had, you know, like coffee stouts or, you know, milk stouts or, or whatever, but this is, I don't know if I've really had an espresso stout before. I don't, 
Well, I'm wondering if that's where they're kind of almost doing their coffee flavors instead of doing like a shot of espresso kind of thing. Well, it says, uh, I saw on their little description, it says coarsely ground. So my mm. assumption is they are putting in oh, that's true. coarsely ground coffee. Yeah, it says malty, dark, coarsely ground. Um, says here, 5.3% ABV, so actually a little bit, uh, it's a touch lighter. It's than pretty standard for, for milk stouts, though. They usually keep the oh, ABV down on those, yeah. What if you had one that just like knocked you on your fucking ass though? I've seen bigger ones. Especially are... too, like the ones too that have like kind of coffee in them, you do feel like a little bit of that coffee, yeah. that little bit of that caffeine. So now imagine like do one that's super strong in caffeine and then really strong in booze and just fuck your whole day up. Just like make you jittery and tired <laughs> and aggressive. I that's I want that. I want that beer. I think it's a bad combo. I I, think it's you're... a horrible idea, but let's make one. Um, and let's put it in a six pack. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. cheap. Yeah, but like tall cans. Oh yeah, <laughs> real big ones. So five point three ABV, IBU low. They don't come they, on, Surly. I Surly, listen, Surly. What's his name? Omar. Who's, Omar. Sit down, Omar. I like your company. I like, I like your brewery. I like what you guys put out. I've been a fan of Surly for years, for years now. Pretty much, I don't know how long they've been around, but it feels like as long as I've been drinking beer, I've been drinking Surly. Been around a long, I almost want to say 2005. But, uh, yeah. I, don't quote me, but that's... Wasn't that even out of high school yet. Feels right. So, but, uh, There's certainly one I started with. Furious was a big one for me as a, a young beer drinker. I mean, it was one of the first ones I remember you turned me on to that was, you know, quote unquote, craft is what I think of, you know, right. that was outside of, you know... Bud Light and Natty, <laughs> whatever trash we were drinking in high school. Um, but Omar, uh, we do a thing here. Okay, we do. We we like to have the numbers. We like to report to the people. And you you aren't being open about your IBU content. And it's what are you hiding? Yeah, what are you hiding? Why won't you tell us? Why won't you tell us, Omar? Why won't you tell us that? And I'm gonna I'm gonna send this raw audio file. Too surly. I'm going to get to the contact us page, and I'm just going to send them a full podcast, and and, and they, they're they not going to know what to do, but I'm doing it. And, uh, Omar, you might want to hear yeah, this. Yeah, this <laughs> this why, guy's really angry. Why are they talking about shark surgery? No, you got to keep listening. Yeah. It takes a while to get there. They they really, apparently it's the thing they used to do. They're kind of refining their footing and like kind of <laughs> built up steam a little bit. I went ahead and checked back to their Sharktoberfest. <laughs> And yeah, it's a mess. Seems like they had fun though, but goofy show. Uh, <laughs> they really love shells. Uh, that's a cool thing, I guess. Uh, but you know, you're gonna want to listen to that. Now they most no mostly movies, mostly shark movies is what they talked about. Yeah, um, but uh, it's a it's a long file. Uh, the 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 info the title of the email just says, uh, "What are you hiding, Omar?" I'm kind of curious why Christopher Walken is telling him this. Oh, you take that as a walk-in I'm voice? I'm picking walking of. I don't know. Omar, get in here. <laughs> Got an email. <laughs> it's just it's just a long podcast file. I don't know what to do <laughs> with it. Omar, no. Listen. <laughs> we were just going off the rails. This, yeah. Let's crack open the, the grind core. Oh. <laughs> oh, he says. 
Yeah, no, I knew this would be sloppy. I didn't think we would be completely off the rails. Um, brewed with espresso, Grindcore combines intense coffee flavor with the rich, slightly sweet body of a stout brimming with a velvety, roasty decadence. Rise, grind, repeat. Oh, you had me those last three words. That annoyed me. But the rest of that paragraph I really liked. But rise, grind, repeat. Ooh, fills me with a lot of anger, Omar. Right. It's my new mantra. Every day. <laughs> it honestly works for like the comedy world. So like, listen, man, rise, grind, repeat, okay? That's how you build your way up. That's how you get noticed. That's how you really network in this space. Let's crack it up. Go ahead. Mm. Oh, that one's so good. The, the coffee on it is just like perfect. It's really perfect because I, I think we talked about this when we had the first time. Like, I love coffee. I love beer. I don't always love like coffee stouts. I don't. I, to me, it doesn't always go together well. This one though, I don't know. Just rides it perfectly. I don't know if it's just it's the right amount of bitter or something like that. Yeah, some something about the balance is there, like perfectly. It's it's. It's it's pretty perfect for what I would want like a coffee flavored beer to be. It, it, it kind of tastes like a coffee ice cream. You know what I mean? Yeah. That actually has like kind of like coffee beans in it or whatever. Like I don't know. Yeah, like you said, it's that little bit of bitterness, but then the sweetness they offset each other just right. Yeah. It's like what's really annoying is that you find these beers and then they're in a fucking sampler. Mm-hmm. And you're like, dude, I can't justify spending twenty dollars every I time I want. I know. I I hope. I hope they decide to like do this one because this this is so good. But I mean, I don't know how. I mean, it would have to just be like the runaway favorite that everyone's being like, "Look at Grindcore, we love it. Give us more, Omar." Uh, you know. But it's if you if you like coffee beers at all, go get this right now. Go yeah, get, the, get rest, the variety pack. The the whole pack's good. It's really good. It's all it. The whole pack's good. This though is like to me is the runaway favorite from it. I like the whole pack. The whole pack's good. But this one is like yeah, this is number is one. Fantastic! It reminds me a lot of like around Christmas. Sam Adams used to put out a holiday sampler. Mm-hmm. There was always a chocolate stout in there. Mm. Just could not get enough of it. So every yeah, year I had. I, I do had, remember that one. Yeah, you remember? Yeah, I do. That was tasty. Every year, what though? What were you saying? Just, every year I had to go get it, but I haven't yeah. seen it lately. I don't think they've done it lately. No. Um, no that's this, that's what this reminds me of. It's like it reminds me of that it it tastes like because like I. It, I don't know if I've ever had in a beer where a coffee flavor has cut through so clearly like it does on this. Yeah, they're usually very muted. They're a little more muted. Like you get you get the hint of coffee. This though, is like, and maybe it's because it's espresso instead of just coffee, but like, or you know, regular coffee beans. But it really cuts through. It hits your mouth, and to me, it kind of the, the sensation I get is like, have you ever eaten like um, chocolate covered coffee beans? Yes. That's like what it kind of gives me. It sits on your tongue like that. Yeah. 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 It really just kind of hangs out. So maybe it is the espresso because that's what they it typically do. Those are espresso beans. That's so. that's what I'm thinking. It might be that it's espresso instead of whatever the fuck they use <laughs> in other ones. I'm not, I'm not. I ain't no coffee beer scientist, but no, this is. Uh, I think usually they use like Sumatra coffee. Most oh of yeah, time. yeah, probably. Yeah. Mm. No, that is that is a winner. Well, and this one too. So, I'm, like, I'm probably gonna buy another variety pack of this just so I can have more of these. Oh, to, I'm gonna, to be 100. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna pick one up. I'm, I'm gonna absolutely get another one. I, I was in the store and I saw someone looking at it. I almost walked up and been like, "Yes, yep, <laughs> do it." Yeah, because th- this is fantastic. Well, and I when I had it, um, the last pack I had, uh, or it might have been, I think, because I drink. <laughs> 
we had two left of each one because I had one of each flavor <laughs> before we decided to record. This, though, is a great beer to... I can pour it in a glass, and you can just kind of sip on it and let, yeah. let it Even sit. Even if it warms up, yeah, it's still good. it's great. It's a really good just sipping beer. Just really let it mellow. I, I'm a, I'm, and I actually like that with stouts. I prefer them to be a little bit warm. Me too. I like that too. Yeah. But just to like let it just, I don't know, just sit. Like, because I don't feel like I have to slam it. It kind of, it feels like a cup of coffee. Because we're a cup of coffee, you don't slam a cup of coffee. You kind of no. sip on it while you do it. I don't know. It, it just, it rides that line perfectly, which I feel like is a, is a super hard one to ride because I've had some really bad coffee beers. Um, the worst that I had this year, and the, this is no surprise, but have you had the um, the PBR coffee, Oh, the hard coffee thing that that's they did? That's just a gut bomb of it, horrible sugar. And listen, I'm a PBR fan, so I ain't talking shit. Of, of of my cheap, you know, trash beers, PBR is 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 my go-to. It it lives in my heart. I love, I love me some Pabst Blue Ribbon. The PBR coffee beer is insulting. It... <laughs> It, it was so bad. I was in, um, uh, me and Jess stopped by a party. This is in this is in the the before times, pre COVID. Um, it was actually it was actually heading down to one of my last shows, uh, before uh the pandemic and everything, in in Waterloo. Um, we were heading down to the show, but we stopped by quick. There was there was a party at a bar in town. <clears throat> that people were having. It was someone from uh, Jess's work who was like leaving to go to a different okay, job, right? Yep. So we stopped by. We we're just going to have a drink so we still had to drive an hour to Waterloo to do my show and then we we're going to come back. Um, and I'm just looking at the beer menu and like the lady comes over. Or I, I don't even think there was a beer menu where I was sitting. I was just like, I'm like, I don't know, you have like a PBR or whatever? Cheap beer. I never know who has what cheap beers and like I don't really like Bud Light or Budweiser anymore no, no, no. as much. Yeah, I can, I can handle Budweiser, but like Bud Light grosses me out. I, I don't like a lot of them. Um, I used to really love like Mick Golden and stuff. That doesn't really work on me anymore. Yeah, I used to also. Yeah, you know I mean, you know, like I don't know. Yeah, just I used to drink those... Bud Light, all that shit. Oh, and then but yeah. Once you cross over into what real beer is, it's hard to like look back. Right. Well, again, I like PBR. I like an old style. <laughs> yeah, I'll even I'll even fuck with a hams, my friend. I actually like hams. Uh, I like hams, and that's ass trash. But I also but... feel like the. Beers you listed are just a little more malty. There's a little more body. That on might them. be it. That might just be it. I think. But but then she's like, no. And she goes, she goes, oh, we do have the new PBR coffee one. It's like was that's why it came up. And I was like, oh, you do. I'm like, I haven't tried that yet. And she's like, do you want to get one? I'm like, I don't know if it's what I want. And she just said, how's this? She's like, let me bring you one because I'm. She's like, I'm curious. I haven't seen anyone have one yet. <laughs> Which should tell you something <laughs> so, there, so, maybe. Yeah. So she's literally treating me as like a guinea pig. <laughs> she's like, I'll, let me bring you one. And you can sample it. And she's like, and if you don't like it, I'll just I'll get you I'll comp it and you can have something else. And I was like, Oh, okay, yeah, free taste of this beer that I wasn't sure if I wanted to buy a four pack of. That's great. Brought it over. It there is coffee flavor to it, but it's like if you it reminded me of when I worked at a TV news station and my shift started at two thirty in the morning because I read I did the morning graphics for the morning news. And in the break room they had cheap watered down coffee and so you would just cram it full of cream and sugar just to make it palatable that's what the pbr coffee beer tasted like it it was way too sweet it was so it had it like, is. it's just it sugar it's just it, sugar it had so much like cream and sugar in it it was someone over prepped their coffee it it was it was gross and it's like why even put pbr on it cuz you're kind of <laughs> fooling poor saps like you 
Yeah, yeah. Us saps who are really looking for the you know the distinguished flavor yes. of a Pabst Blue Ribbon <laughs> mixed with coffee. Anyway, I'm, you know, I'm looking for I'm I'm looking for my new morning routine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that was atrocious. That is a a horrible beer. I love PBR. I just their their spinoffs aren't great. Cause even they did their PBR Extra, which is just I haven't uh, even heard of that. It's in a black can, and I guess it's... Whoa, that's and, edgy. And I guess it's 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 like higher ABV, I guess. So they're trying to like go off the Bud Light Platinum, right? Yeah, they're, that, they're trying to yeah. do that kind of shit. Uh, the Budweiser Select or whatever. I remember all those Bud flavors. There were so many of them we were, when we were younger, and I like tried all of them. Um, but... Yeah, that I don't know. It just wasn't. It just wasn't good. A friend of mine swears by it. He had it, and he was like, "I don't think I can go back to regular PBR." I'm like, "Ah, that's not a problem for Duh. me. I didn't. That that doesn't didn't affect me that way." Um, but this this grindcore one though, I I'm yeah. I wish this was in six packs. I'd buy it all the time. Well, this I think is, it helps to have great. the right vehicle too, especially a milk stout, because mm-hmm. you you've got that balance with the uh, the roasty malts and that that kind of play well with a coffee flavor. Mm. You know. Yeah, yeah, and they don't rely on like sugar. They, no, it's just the sugars from the grain. That that's what I think I like about it is it just it tastes like black coffee. Yeah, which a lot of them don't do. A lot of them either try to do like a chocolatey thing, which which works. It can occasionally, be good. yeah. You know what I mean? Or they try they try to sweeten it up a little bit. This like it tastes bitter in a, in a good way. Yeah, like I like my coffee like I like my women, Dustin. Bitter, cold and bitter. <laughs> I like my coffee hot, but. It's I don't know. It's just they did it. They done did this one right. They this did one, it really well. Yeah. This one, we're an Oktoberfest beer, which immediately would screw up everything that it already is. Yeah, it just wouldn't work. So but. this analogy does not work. But it would rank pretty high in our beer rankings. Yes, for especially beers as as of late, I haven't had a lot of new stuff. I feel like they're just not mm-hmm. coming out with much. Mm-hmm. So to finally get something new and as good as it is, it's exciting for me. Mm-hmm. You can just hold it in your mouth. You know what I mean? I just really let it, I just let it dance on the mm. teeth. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, we're forty-four minutes in. We barely talked about our fucking movie. Do we need to? Fuck it, I don't care. This is we're just hanging out. This is just us getting together. We wanted to do something. Yeah, we just want to put something out. We had the idea for Sharks Giving was a pun we thought of, and we're like, we'll do something with that because it'd be fun to do something more. Yeah. Um, and we so, like talking about beer. We like we love talking about beer. We don't like talking about Dark Tide. <sighs> Dark Tide is technically a movie. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. <laughs> no, it, it it the sad thing is though, other than the cinematography, there's no potential in this movie to go anywhere. No, no. The, uh, so the basic premise of Dark Tide is. Uh, Halle Berry, she's they call her like a shark expert or whatever, but really she just leads like it's uh, never really explained. She not just really swims around with she, sharks. She leads uh, or she um she runs like boat tours. She takes people out to go and they go. But that's not even what her job was in the awesome twenty five minute. Well, because her okay, I know it's it's so hard because her her boyfriend and or husband she they call him both several times through the movie. Um Played by Gabriel 
opening phone and googling going to the page I have open for dark time. It's not Gabriel. It's, a, <laughs> it's, it's Olivier Martinez. Um, uh, <laughs> um, Olivier Martinez, who, who actually him and Halle Berry met on this movie and then they got married. They were married for a few years, which is interesting because they have zero fucking chemistry in this movie. So I don't know how they met in this movie and just like we, because like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, you feel, you feel Brad Pitt cheating on Jennifer Aniston <laughs> in that movie. You know what I mean? But yeah. like they Half, have, yeah, halfway through you're like, oh shit. You're like, oh, okay, no, that's, you guys had, you guys have chemistry in that movie. Halle Berry and Olivia Martinez have nothing in this they're just they're just you see them just taking turns shouting lines at each other you know what i mean oh yeah it's it's nothing but uh he though he plays a character he's like a he's like an undersea videographer there's a lot of okay fuck okay this is just blown up into my mind right now this movie has a lot of parallels to jaws 3d because he's an underwater photographer, right? Remember the other guy in Jaws 3D who is like the, yeah, the famous... They always have to be foreign, too, like every yes. time. Yes, they always have to be because Olivia Martinez is French. And then the guy in Jaws 3D was Australian, I think? Sure. When he chose to do his accent, yeah. he was Australian. Um, but he was, you know, he was a famous underwater snuff filmmaker <laughs> or whatever, just killing animals. A weird uh, Jacques Cousteau, but way later than Jacques Cousteau should have existed. That's not me, like, super shitting on Jacques Cousteau, but one of some of his early uh, research was literally setting off bombs under the water to just see what would float to the top. So that, that was, I don't necessarily blame him, I blame the time. Because also Jacques Cousteau was an important conservationist, but also he did just <laughs> set off a lot of fucking bombs I, under I, the water. I guess they had more back then. Bombs? And fish. Oh, fish. <laughs> both. Probably both. No, I'd say fish. Uh, yeah. Probably more bombs now. Probably a little bit of both. They, yeah, eh, probably more bombs now. Um, but they, they, I don't know, they do shark, they swim with sharks sometimes, and then they... The prologue to this movie is like 25 fucking minutes It really long, is. Where it's Halle Berry and I almost called him Gabriel again, Olivier Martinez, <laughs> and then two other guys are on this boat and they're, you know, the the one guy whose name I forget, doesn't fucking matter, but he's like, he's like, I don't want to do one more dive with the shark. And Halle Berry's like, come on. They're all like weirdly like flirty with all four of them. Yeah, we There's felt... This, Weird there's sexual this, vibes yeah, throughout the this, whole prologue. There's this weird like, oh, y'all go out here to just to bang it out, I guess, all four of you. I don't know. It's really confusing. And then they go swim with a shark. And what they do is the there's a great white shark just swimming, mind its business. And they just fuck with it a lot. Like they're just touching it and grabbing it. They just agitate it to the point to where it attacks yeah, the it, one guy and kills him. I'm like, I don't was, feel bad for you. Yeah, it was kind of messy underwater, but somebody grabbed like both of his fins and rode it. To like ride it up like underneath him. Like, yeah. They were just bothering this shark. And then eventually and when it uh It was about to swim away. It was about to swim away, it was maybe heading towards Halle Berry, but it wasn't very clear. And then this one guy decides to swim behind it and grab its tail, which it doesn't fucking like. So the shark swims around and kills him. And and then it goes one year later. Um and again, this the the prologue, what I just explained to you, that whole thing took took twenty five minutes. Literally. They, it was twenty five minutes of prologue and of of quote-unquote pithy banter on the boat because it's not it's painful every fucking line of dialogue well, hurts and as soon as we met the guy who died 
we both looked at each other and we're like, he's going to die. Well, because you meet him and he's just like, he's like, no, he's like, I'm looking for a quiet retirement. And then he gets killed by a shark and it's like, oh, no, one day from retirement. Like, just if you're going to do that, then make a cop movie where they have to hunt down sharks. You know what I mean? I don't know. Then do do cop shark. Do shark cop. Lethal Weapon 6. That's my spinoff. It's, you know, like Chicago Men, Chicago PD. I have Dr. Shark and then Cop Shark. <laughs> you're going to have a universe? This is my new, you know, my, my new Thursday night lineup. It's all it's all my, my shark procedurals. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then it cuts to a year later, and Halle Berry now, she's just doing marine tours, and she hasn't been in the water for a year, because she got scared out of the water, even though she's the, the shark whisperer, or whatever. Again, it's not clear what training she has. She may just have a boat and decide to swim a lot with fucking sharks. Um, yeah, there's no mention of schooling. Um, a degree, or a, a, just an actual job. She seems to just be... And you can learn a lot if you're going out there, if you're leading these boat tours and you're interacting with animals, you will learn a lot. I I was in Jamaica once, and I went on a, a snorkeling trip with these guys. They clearly weren't... They didn't have any degrees in marine biology, but they had been doing it for so long, they knew what they, they were doing. You know, right. So I get it. You can learn a lot. But... Um, who the fuck is this person? I just feel like for the story, I would like to know. <laughs> for the story maybe would a be good. Tiny bit more. Would be good if you explained a little bit. But then a year later, she's leading these boat tours. She refused to get in the water. Um, and then, like, they're, the, they're in tr- they might lose their boat. Yeah, but they're, I guess they're we, not very fancy boat. We the, get a little drama about potentially losing the business it's not very dramatic i don't care no don't give a shit about anything um gabriel shows back up uh his name is olivia martinez but i'm just gonna call him gabriel for the rest of it uh he shows up and is like i have a job for you uh that was my his 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 french accent and i don't i'm not saying this to like mock him or anything like that but there were moments where it hindered him in that, like, him and Halle Berry would have arguments, and then you couldn't understand him. No. And he, I don't blame him. He's French. He's yeah. from France. Right. <laughs> I but, think, yeah, they start screaming at each other. And you do you lose track of everything he's saying at points where you're like, I don't... What? And there's a lot of just that, too, because even, too, Halle Berry at one point decides to... Because the whole movie takes place in, in Cape Town, South Africa. Um, that's in South Africa, right? Yes. All right, I thought so. Um... And that one moment she speaks, uh, I think it's I think it's Afrikaans, but yeah, A F R I K A A and Afrikan, yeah. Um, but she speaks it for one line to the the guy who died's wife, who she's like over it. By the way, that the wife of the guy who got killed in the original expedition. She's like, yeah, no, whatever. He died making his choices. Yeah. Save, your, back, save your business. Get back get to the back water. In the water yeah. <laughs> she's she's way more over it than Halle Berry is. She's like, yeah, no, my husband got eaten by a shark. I never saw him again. Uh, uh, get back in there, baby. Um, but uh, the, Halle Berry speaks one line of Afrikan to her in the beginning. And I, I guess I missed the lead up. I don't know if it was supposed to be her saying something wrong. Like butchering it, but, yeah. but what? I don't know, but she just says... Ten monkeys in a jelly jar. <laughs> and the woman's like, why don't you stick to English? Yeah, she's like, what do you think of English? But then later, she speaks perfect. Yeah. Afrikaans. Like, I don't know. Because then they have several conversations with it. And the other guy joins in, the the Tommy or whatever. Yeah. The the other boat sidekick. The they, other really funny guy. Ugh. 
They, but they all just jump into speaking it, like a mix of English and an African over and over again. It's like, but I guess that phrase really gives. But her just trouble. that one, whatever she was trying to say, which was just like, you know, which I've never heard a term even remotely close to that. No, like I don't. But like I want to know what she was trying to say. Then they're just being like, you know, I'm afraid to get back in the water, and it's just oh, ten monkeys in a jelly jar. <laughs> So, I don't know that. Literally, I I, I plan to take notes because I've taken notes on all the movies we watched. My my note page for this one just says "Dark Tide" and is underlined, and then underneath it, it says "Ten Monkeys in a Jelly Jar." It's the only notable thing from the movie. And I want it. And we talked about this. We're gonna start using it for everything. I just want to start. If it's like uh you know something gets screwed up, you're like, oh boy, is this Ten Monkeys in a Jelly Jar or what? You know. <laughs> I want to see the looks on people's faces. Yeah. Oh, that guy! No, that guy's a real handful. He's you know he's ten monkeys in a jelly jar. If you know what I'm saying, they'd be like, "I do not." And they'd be like, I mean, "You do, you do, you do." That's when you just walk away. Come on, knock their books out of their hands, <laughs> and then I walk away. Nerd. Uh, yeah. So I I I, I don't know, but then uh, uh, Olivier, uh, Gabriel, I, Gabriel, Gabriel, Gabriel. I think in the movie they keep calling him Jeff, and I'm like, well, that just doesn't work. <laughs> that just that doesn't can't work. be right. And this is here is French cinematographer Jeff, <laughs> but he he shows back up because I, I guess him and Halle Berry, even though they're married and or dating and or engaged and or estranged, it's who knows. But I guess they haven't seen each other in a year, and he shows up and he's like, "I have an opportunity for you to make money and pay off your boat." Because he goes, "I heard about the boat," and I was like, "Fucking how? They don't put that in the news that someone's about to lose their boat to the, the South African IRS? Like that doesn't that doesn't show up." Um, but he's got a uh, there's a rich guy, a rich English guy, and his son. Who really want to not only get in the water with great whites, but they want to get out of the cage, or he does. He wants to get out of the cage and be with a great white shark. Um, and Halle Berry reluctantly takes it because he's offering her one hundred thousand dollars. Right. Well, take- originally she just tells them she's going to show them seals. Yep. And put them in the cage. Yeah. But then the guy's like, "I want to be out of the cage. I want to." Um, played by uh, the guy who played uh, Del Preston in Wayne's World Two. That just I looked it up and I enjoyed that. If you know Wayne's World Two, he's the one who's like, you know, and you know, and God in the candy store is a bloody Bengal tiger. You know, and I had to beat him to death with my own shoe. But that's a story for a different time. It's that guy, but he's playing a very uninteresting character, <laughs> uh, as is everyone in this movie. Um, and then the movie just kind of meanders for a good hour. This movie limps along bro. the entire hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah, it's it's rough, because then they just go on the boat, and there's just a lot of bickering, a bunch of different dramatic scenes. Yeah, between different characters Cause like, who yeah, don't give a fuck don't give about. A fuck about and nothing, just nothing happens. We keep getting glimpses of sharks. Like, they go in the water, and there's a shark, and then nothing happens. The mo- like It feels like sometimes the movie wants to get going, and then characters... Like, there was a moment where a shark was swimming at a character, like, kind of menacingly, and then Halle Berry just... She's swimming, and she just reaches her hand in front of it and goes like, no, and the shark goes like, mm, and leaves. I'm like, that was the, the... The shark was like, something needs to happen in this movie, and Halle Berry was like, no, go away. Not yet, not no, yet, not yet. Go away. Um, well, that's a weird thing about this movie is it's... It's weirdly... 
like the most accurate depiction of sharks because they're not crazy menacing. That's, yeah, that's what we talked about. And it's like we came to the realization that you, that makes a really boring shark. There's a reason why you actually shouldn't make a movie that's 100% accurate to sharks because they are just avoidable. <laughs> they're, they're just wildly avoidable. And you can just like put your hand in front of a shark's face and they'll be like, all right, so nah, you're fine. Never mind. Fine. I don't want to. You know, I, I, and again, I think we already mentioned it. I can't remember. Uh, the underwater photography in this movie is beautiful. It looks oh, gorgeous. They shot on location off of Cape Town. They it lots of real sharks, and you can tell it's real. You can tell it's real divers interacting with real sharks, yeah, touching them on the nose, yeah, pushing them up and grabbing down. them. Like it's it's real. There's only a few moments of like CGI sharks, and that's when the attacks happen. Are you know um, when I say attacks, I mean the one in the beginning. And then um, three days later, our second parallel to Jaws 3D. You oh fuck, up. fuck, fuck, fuck! Yes, sorry. The other parallel to Jaws 3D. So there's that first attack, and then as she has the, I think it's after she's the meeting with the rich guy. Yeah, but it's and, right before they launch. Okay, and they decide the, the next day they're gonna go on the expedition. There's three guys who show up out of nowhere, and you see them driving a truck. And my, what I say, the first thing I said, I'm like, are these the fucking coral thieves from Jaws 3D? And they fucking were. They they are near Seal Island, and they go underwater, and they're stealing like either coral or little creatures or something. They're like, they're like, this is gonna get us a lot of money, and and then they get killed by sharks. And it's just you can barely see anything because it's at night. The way it's shot too, you barely see anything, and then it's just underwater, like whoop, they're gone. And um, also, for some reason, above, yeah, go ahead, do. Do baby seals sound like goats? I don't know, because every time the camera's above water, all you hear is, Aah! so I don't know if that's supposed to be goats or seals or what, but it was nonstop. It was an assault of, of goat-ish noises during this seal island night scene. We were very confused. Super throughout. confused. Super fucking confused. Because if, if that is a seal, you got to show me a seal doing it so I at least know what I'm listening to. Because I kept thinking, like, this isn't goat island, it's seal island, so I don't know why I'm hearing all these fucking goats all the time. Um, and the kill was just so bad. It was, there was so no kill. horribly lit. You couldn't see anything because nope. he's in a black wetsuit. Yep. And he's just thrashing around. Yep. And you just kind of, you're like, oh, okay, I guess he got eaten by a shark. Mm -hmm. Which, again, we don't, but I said it when they started that scene. I go, we don't need this scene. No. I don't, I don't need the scene of sharks killing people. Does not get brought up again. Because we know, we already know there are killer sharks in this water because we saw a guy die in the beginning. We know that they're going on an expedition to to literally get in front of great white sharks. I don't need this scene. You need it in Jaws to show like, oh, something's at Amity. You need it in those movies, and the but you do those in the very beginning, of like, oh, here's yeah. It's like this movie tried tried to borrow elements for the wrong type of movie. They they had a vague idea of how a movie is supposed to work, but then they did it wrong. Because then, like, as well, as the movie goes on, then you start having these character moments. Because then it's like the the rich guy and his son argue, and the son just like, I don't care that you're dying of cancer, and also, and that's like an hour twenty into the movie. Yeah. It's like this is way too late to try to develop these characters. That when you because you gave us nothing for the first half hour we knew them. Because again, they didn't get introduced till like forty minutes in at least. Which and, and that's the thing. That's when the, the movie decides to end Act One is like forty five minutes in the movie, which is way too fucking long, especially for this movie. No, because you need time to develop a story. Yeah, and <sighs> the, and so they literally go on the expedition, and they're out there for a while, and everything 
goes fine. There's some arguments, but otherwise... Well, rich guy does jump out of the cage, and that's when Hallie saves him. Yeah. So she gets pretty upset, because her she whole gets upset with goal him. is this to not let him go in the water, because you know, she's professional. Because yeah, cause he wants to get out of the cage and swim with the, the great white shark, and she's like, that's not a good fucking idea. And when she said, she's like... Here's the thing, too. All the stuff's laid out. She's like, I'll let you. She's like, but you have to wait for me to give you the signal that it's safe to then come out of the cage. Right. And he decides to do it at a different time. And she's like, I told you to wait for the signal. It's like, she was even going to let you do it. She was going to let you do it. It's not that you were breaking, like, you broke one small part of the rule. You didn't, like, go completely rogue. She was going to let you do it. Yeah, just chill out. She just wanted to make sure that the shark was just, like, around and docile. (laughs) And... And then I'm trying to, I'm trying to think what happens next. But like nothing, it's just they keep. There's nothing. They just bicker some more. There's so much slow motion shots underwater, and it's not even like super amazingly beautiful. But it looks great. It's like just clearly really good. It's well shot, but yeah, it's not. It's not like David Attenborough's Blue Earth. No, yeah, yeah. you know, none of that shit. It's not. It's not like nature documentary quality, but it's a film crew really doing their thing quality. Yeah, I mean, you can see that the movie had twenty five million dollars behind it. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, you know, no. The you, you underwater see, shots are. You like see in the beginning, like, oh, this this movie has a budget in it because a lot of the movies we watched too, like, didn't. So either if they had underwater footage of sharks, it, a lot of it was stock footage, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. Um, the, this movie is very clear, like they were shooting all this shark stuff for this yeah, movie. They, yeah, they did it specifically for this movie. Um, but and then they just hang out for a while, and then there's a <laughs> there's always hints of maybe something's gonna happen. But it doesn't. Like the thing we said the most, like, would something fucking happen? Please, something happen in this movie. But it's just constant bickering on this boat. My favorite moment, though, is when they decide to then Halle Berry for some reason gets a re- she gets like a real wild hair, and she's like, "Oh, you want to swim with sharks? You want to swim with fucking sharks? We're going to Shark Alley, um, which is I get like just like a big place where great whites feed or whatever. Even though they're already in like the great white feeding ground, the most." Where all the seals are and the great whites Apparently live. Now there's, there's bigger sharks there's, here. Is what they there's, said. There's no different place where the the sharks are nastier. I don't know. And so they go to Shark Alley, and there's a moment where the, they they had teased early in the movie that the boat's getting old and kind of busted. And so they're yeah. Now you remember what I'm talking about. Yes. And they're driving towards Shark Alley, and as they're going, uh, uh, Gabriel. Uh, he's like he's like the, the the wheel it will not turn, uh, the wheel won't turn. The, Tommy, what's going on? And he's like, oh, f- you lost hydraulics, and they're like panicking. They're like, fuck. They're like, if we don't if we don't turn this, we're gonna slam into rocks. Or and then Tommy's the rich guy's just like, you know, can't you fix it? And Tommy's just like, oh yeah, sure, I'll just do this and they'll do a little dance. Like he mocks the idea of fixing it, um, making it sound unfixable. Makes it sound uh, that's uh, what I got out of impossible, that unfixable. And like first he has to like get some sort of pipe down there to like crank something so they can kind of maintain control of it um and then he reaches his hand down for three, three seconds three seconds yeah and then just goes there it's fixed you have control again and then gabriel's just like thanks end like, of th- scene the movie wouldn't allow itself to do a thing it was afraid of tension it Any was amount of tension this movie is terrified of tension this movie is terrified when gabriel and hallie fight i don't mm. know what their actual names are i don't care um, they immediately make up both times. I think it's Kate and Jeff. Kate and Jeff. Hallie, awesome. Hallie and Olivier <laughs> play Kate and Jeff. But they have like two or three what seems like serious fights. Right. And they almost immediately make up right after. Yeah. 
No, and there is like when they get to Shark or as they're going to Shark Alley, all the characters just apologize to each other and make amends. Yeah. And that so then how the movie ends is then they get to Shark Alley and then a storm hits while they're doing like the cage dive and the storm flips the boat. Um the the cage detaches from the boat, the boat gets flipped. Um and then everyone gets above water, but then a shark kills the rich guy, a shark kills Tommy, and then the other three just get in a lifeboat. And again, that is literally all of that is the last 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Of a two-hour movie. So by that point, all the characters have made up. They're all good. They've all had their arcs. The weird thing, though, is when Halle Berry is just like, all right, you ready to get in the cage, get down those sharks? And the rich guy's like, he's like, no, I'm I'm actually okay. I'm good. We can go back. Yeah, he's actually getting scared. And he's, he's like, scared. I'm good. I'm he's, good. He's made amends with Halle Berry because he like, insulted her. He's made amends with Gabriel. He's made amends with his son a little bit, too. Who he called a half-poof. Yeah, which is, uh, if you don't know, Puff is a... Is a, a, a sl- what's the word I'm looking for? A slur. slur a slur against homosexuals uh, in English people. Um, in English people. It's a weird phrasing that I just made of it. But so he's of, like, of the English but, people. But he's, and he also he talks about his son being coddled and stuff. He's it, There's like this real generational thing, this real regret thing, and then you find out too about the, he's dying of cancer or whatever. And then eventually he's like, you know, he really makes sure like his son has a life jacket when things get rocky. Like he, then he like takes care of his son and he apologizes to everybody. It's like, and he swims out and saves him. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, yeah. cool. Like everyone was just testy and everyone's fine now. And then the boat flips and a few of them die and then they get rescued by a helicopter and it's it's the end. But it's it's literally nothing, nothing fucking happens. But the worst part is, the very, very end, Yeah, we see, would you say, Kate and Jeff? Sure. Whatever. Kath and Jeff? I don't know. I feel like there was a Again, Kate or Cat or still something. Still don't care. Yep. But they're making a new video. At the she, very end. And, and life seems so good for her. Yeah, and she's like, you know, the thing, like, we followed a shark that swam from Africa all the way to Australia because, you know, after all that, she just turned around and went home. And these years from the water, it's like, oh, Halle Berry went home into the water. And it's like, who fucking cares? I don't fucking care. Wait, you were traumatized before. Yeah. Now you killed two people. (laughs) Well, yeah, because the reason why we blame her is just for this one. I don't blame her for necessarily. The prologue, she kind of was too, because the guy was like, no, let's go home. And she's like, one more dive. And then got him killed. And then in this one, where the English guy's like, he's like, no, he's like, we can, we can head in. I think I've, I've learned my lesson, and we can go in. And Halle Berry's like, oh, what happened to your courage? What happened? She's like, you're gonna get out there and swim. He's like, cool. He's like, I guess I'll start in the cage then and see if it's safe. She goes, no, you're just gonna get right in the water. And both of us were just like, wait, what is? Where's this guy? Is she drunk now? What is happening? She fought for what hour and a half? Yeah, which the, felt like three hours trying to get him. Because the the to movie, not go out of the cage. Yeah, the movie was ready to just be like. Hey, we're ending. And Halle Berry's like, no, this movie's not fucking done yet. Something else is going to happen now. So I, I I don't know. And that's it. Like, I, like it, may, it probably sounds like I'm leaving stuff out. I'm not. No, they spend multiple minutes on, like, ordering uh, fucking hot tea at a table. Bro, when Halle Berry meets the, the rich English guy, she gets there. They introduce... I, I hate this movie too had a lot of like parking scenes. I hate when movies do this where it's like we see a car pull up and it stops and then someone gets out and they ask something to someone there and they walk off. It's like I can I can just assume someone got there. 
you can just cut to a person being a place. I will assume that they had a mode of transportation to get to this fucking location. I don't need every goddamn set of it. It's very like it's very the room. It's very birdemic. Bad movies do it where it's like, and here a car pulls in, and then a person gets out, and we see everything they do, and they do it at this this, and it's constantly like that where they're like, oh, I gotta do this, now I gotta make this happen, and then do this. It doesn't matter. It doesn't progress the story at all. And in that scene where they meet. Halle Berry walks in. Oh, they introduce, introduce, and then he's like, "You have," he's like, "You have really nice eyebrows." And she's like, "Oh, it's weird." He's like, "Oh, it's just a compliment." They spend like thirty seconds on this like eyebrow thing, and he's like, "Oh, I was just trying to compliment you." And she's like, oh, "Okay." And then Gabriel's just like, "He's like, oh, he's like, I think they're nice too." It's it's so, it's so fucking awkward. And then they sit down, and then the guy's like, "He's like, do you want anything to drink?" She's like, "I could, I could do like a hot tea," and he's like, "Okay." Oh, cool. He's like, "Oh, can we can we get a hot tea here?" Why do we need any of we that? We don't. We don't. We don't. Does that progress? Especially to our when, story when at she's. All? It, it seemed. It felt like bad. Um, like when you see when actors panic on stage and have to improvise something. Oh, I'll, oh, I'll have a hot tea. You know, or something like where it's, they just say a thing. That's why I still feel like there were not lines written for this fucking movie. It doesn't feel like it. it no, it, it has a. It weirdly. It feels <laughs> improv, but bad improv. Because it just feels like there's no direction. It feels like they're all just kind of throwing in. It. It's like it's it's like improv and porn. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Where it's like, but you can't be in here. Like, well, I am, so I'm here. But no, you have to go. Or they just improv in circles, you know? <laughs> Where, like, the scenes the scenes get lost. But I don't have any money. Yeah. Well, you're going to have to do something about it. Well, what can I do? Well, you're going to have to do something. I don't know what to do. Well, you know, maybe you could do something for me. Where it's like, like, fu- like, fuck, like we don't need this. We don't need any of this. No, we know where this is going. We know where this is going. Like, That's why just, am I on Pornhub? Yeah, just I skip, know what's just happening. Skip, just skip to it. I don't need this. I'm not here for the world building. <laughs> <laughs <laughs> but yeah, it's that. It, I don't know. It feels like that level. It, it's, um, I. I well, it's funny the things they gloss over and the things that they decide to really flesh out that have nothing to do with the story. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, it's strange because it it it's weirdly like a really accurate shark movie, but it's just it's just boring. And well, yeah, it, we're watching a movie in a story. It's not real life. This feels like it's just literally a boat ride. Yeah, you, we were wondering at a point where just like, what if nothing happens? What if literally? I would almost respect it then if it's like, oh, the boat hap- the boat ride happened and there was some tension, but then everyone came back fine and learned their lessons. Right? And Wouldn't you kind of just be like, damn? Well, because we were saying, you just got me. Because we were like, what if the movie ended with then like, you know, the rich guy then he's well, he's got his footage of swimming with a shark and it's great, and him and his son have a better relationship now, even though he's you know he's going through chemo, but him and his son are closer. Halle Berry's got her money now, so she's got her boat and she's more comfortable back in the water again. Her and Gabriel reconciled. You know, it's like, what if the movie was just like, well, it worked out for everyone. <laughs> I feel I would be stunned. I'd it, be like, it kind of would have been great if that happens. Like, oh fuck, this was just like an experiment. This was a a study of nothing. It'd be better than what they did. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, and then uh, oh, you ready for the last one here? Let me get. Oh, I don't even want to slam. I'm gonna save the last little bit. Nice. I, I don't want to slam this coffee one. But let's open up our last beer. We got another beer to do here, so we gotta get to it. This is the um, the Fall to Pieces Mosaic IPA. Um, I'll have to bring up. Go ahead and crack yours open. I'll get the the info on that. Ooh, that sounded good. I got one good one. I liked that a lot. Here, let me go down. 
say I've been I've been kind of ripping them better today. Yeah, you were leading. You're leading the charge. It's, that's and that's usually that's opposite of how we normally. do. I'm rusty. We've been off for so long. That's true. Yeah, and you haven't drank any beer. No, none. I've been waiting. <laughs> in between that, very patiently. Okay, th- I'm just scrolling through because I'm getting the flavors, um, but. Surly has on this page here. One, I'm scrolling past a lot of flavors that seem really interesting, but they have one. I don't know if it, it may not still be in existence, but it's called the Funeral Bar Salted Dark Chocolate Dessert Stout. Not good. Not good. Not good. Super fucking expensive. It's like 19 bucks a four pack. Oh really? Yep. Okay. That just uh, I, I I didn't necessarily no. think it sounded good. It just sounded super interesting. Oh, it drew all, me in too, bro. It drew me in hard, and then uh, gotcha. Pulled it. Pulled a fast one on you. I got got, dude. Let me down. Fall. There it is. Fall. Two pieces. Mosaic IPA. Uh, 6.8 ABV. Whoa. That's a jump up from the last one. IBU. Low. Omar! (sighs) Our mosaic masterpiece puts juicy tropical hops at the forefront of this light-bodied, delicious IPA. Notes of mango, honey, and papaya entice along with a dank hint of green fruit. Ooh, well, ooh la la. Yeah. Dank. Just like the memes. I like that. I like it too. I like that. Well, That's been a tasty. pretty big fan of Mosaic Hop, but they, they do it well with this one. You can taste that little bit of mango in it. Yeah. You can taste that just... It's got the right amount of fruitiness to it. And that's what is, I love about hops these days. You can get so many wild flavors out right. of a hop. Fruit flavors, you know? Mm-hmm. Is it because those hops are like grown near certain fruits? Do you think, or they're like no, they're really not. Because a lot of them, oh, like okay. we said, in the United States are grown in Washington it, and how Oregon. How does it work then? Magic. That's fair. I believe you. I believe it's magic. I believe it's magic. I knew you were going to do that, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I saw you stop too. I know. I was like in my head. I was like, uh oh, huh, huh? Ghostbusters? Anyone? Anyway. Um, this is I I do I like this one a lot. I think we actually did these in the right order too. Yeah. I think if we if we would have done them in a different order, I think they would have hit differently. I think Periscope was a good one to start with because because nice when we tried them last time, I, I did Periscope last and it didn't it didn't do much for me because I was following this with it. Right. And this is not like crazy flavorful, but it's just it's got it's excuse me. I I hiccuped. Um I was talking about like this has just got kind of like uh, levels of flavor to it, and like the Periscope one's a little more straightforward. Yeah, it's a little more gentle, more gentle, a little softer. What a cuck <laughs> of a beer! What a little bitch. Yeah, <laughs> you get in the corner and little, watch me drink this little, mosaic. Little, little little cuck chuck. You know what I mean? That's- but like I and then I think that coffee one is weird. Even though the coffee one's really strong, it was kind of a good palate cleanser between these two. Coffee is a good palate cleanser, though. That's a good point. So, That's true. Yeah. This this would be the coffee one. You know, like people have like coffee after a big meal, or yeah. Something like that that makes yeah. That's how this this is. would be perfect for that. Oh like yeah. After oh now I want to get some actually for like after Thanksgiving yeah. dinner or like in the morning to brush your teeth with yeah mm. yeah like before I go to work yeah <laughs> <laughs> on the way to work in a thermos. At work. At work. In my thermos. Just pouring like cream and sugar into a beer. <laughs> Your job. Mm. I like this. No, this is like this. Is like, this is a nice little kind of sorbet at the end of everything. A little bit. You yeah. Know? It's it's light. It's fruity. It's fresh. Fresh is, is the is word that, I'm gonna go with. Going with fresh. It's very fresh. Okay. I'm gonna say it's not as crunchy as the Periscope. 
but it's I'm, fresh. I'm starting to equate all these Logan terms to beers mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. what what you're saying. Yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you unbearable at your next uh, I don't know beer meeting or wherever the fuck you go to <laughs> beer meeting. Did it say there's group grapefruit in here? I'm getting like a hint of a hint of grapefruit. I would imagine just with these kind of hops, you're gonna get a little little grapefruitiness. Oh no, you know I think I'm, I'm getting the papaya. Papaya. That's what I think I'm getting the mango and papaya. That makes sense. No, this is nice. I if I, I mean if you like beer, but I, this variety pack is a good get. It's it's is. a good get. No, you're you're getting your money's worth. None of these are bad. Uh, I think the coffee is fucking stellar. Spectacular. It's gonna be coffee. Fall to pieces. Periscope is probably the one, two, three of the new flavors. Right, um, but all got, are, but all are good. I like. And then it's got, you got old standby. Yeah, and Furious is just a that's just a good beer. That one's um, a, it's a very that's a very malty IPA. Mm-hmm. It's almost red. Like yeah, well the can's very red. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, the Periscope too. Because before we uh, cracked open our second beer, I kind of slammed the rest of my. It's a crushable pale ale. Yeah. I'll say that because it went down easy. It went down pretty good, which like a Furious doesn't necessarily. You don't you don't want to slam that. It's pretty heavy. Means. Yep. Yeah, but that that Periscope that went that went down real good. I went to a bar in the cities that served uh, full pints of Furious. Mm. That was kind of rough. Or not pints, uh, liters. Oh geez. Okay. That's oh a yeah, <laughs> a whole liter. It was a mug. So wow. Um, do we have anything else we want to say about? I almost called it Dark Fate, which that's a Terminator movie. <laughs> <laughs> this thing, why is this movie called Dark Tide? I don't know. What a what a bad title. It's such it's such a like it's like a, it's such a placeholder title. Well, it's just it's almost a misleading movie in every way. Oh, so, yeah. It is a shark movie, but it's not the but shark movie you're really. expecting. Cause I, and at the very end, like yeah, sharks kill a couple people, but it's like by that point, by that by the time the stuff happens in the movie, we were so done. I didn't even give a shit. I no, don't care. I was so checked out because I was like, I'm like, either everyone's all gonna get out, or some are gonna die, or they all. I was just like, what if they all die? They yeah, all just we die. talked about that. We we're just like, can they all just die? Well, and I said, dude, what if even better? No one gets killed by a shark, but they all just drown. The boat flips, and they can't save themselves, and they all just drown. Or maybe one gets in a life raft and they just die of exposure. Like the sharks do nothing. I would I would weirdly respect it. It would still be a very bad movie, but I'd be like, okay, I see. Just something to set it apart. If you, I mean, first off, the biggest thing to fix this movie is you have to cut out so much. Oh, this should be. And when I say cut out so much, I don't mean like there's too much plot or there's too many threads. Like, no, no. There's, there's too much just I've I've whined about filler in the past. Yeah. This movie This movie's all holy filler. Holy fuck. All filler, no killer. This is this is uh just floating in the water. You it, you watch people swim a lot. Just set to this like ethereal just And yeah, there's so much pointless swimming that yeah. Halle Berry does. Yeah. And again, it looks impressive. It would if you just watch it as just a video of like, oh, here's some diving video of of swimming with seals and sharks and stuff like that. Okay, interesting. Yeah, if they cut out all the other bullshit and it was just underwater, before a narrative film where things are meant to happen and characters are meant to change and decisions are meant to lead to actions and consequences, uh, this movie doesn't do any of that. No, don't do any of that. No, they create Fucking a conflict and they immediately button it up as fast as yes, it happens. Yes, all conflicts are 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 skirted they this i mean you nailed it this movie is afraid of tension this movie is scared to engage in anything 
intense or or engaging or <laughs> interesting. It, it just and I feel like they felt like they had to create some drama, mm-hmm. so they just do some bullshit drama, like stupid fight mm-hmm. that doesn't no I add to the story at all. Yeah, no, th- this is. If we had watched this during Sharktoberfest, this would be the bottom of the list movies. This would oh. be the hands. This makes the shallows look fucking great. Yeah, because at least that movie we know it's a shark attack movie. Well, and like, I wasn't. I was frustrated with the shallows, but I wasn't. I wasn't horribly bored. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean things are happening. Things are happening. It's it's not a it's not a good movie, but I wasn't just like fucking do something like that movie. There, there was stuff happening in that movie. This fucking movie is that fucking meme or not meme, whatever the yeah meme with the guy poking. Do something. Poking, That's this what's, movie. What's he poking now? It's a little little fella holding a stick, mm-hmm. and it's gonna say Dark Tide, and he's just poking it, and he's saying do something. Okay. okay. You've never <laughs> ever seen that before. I I'm, I'm probably have. I just like the idea of, of audio tellings of yeah. memes. It's, you know, it's like, and it would say this, right? But then it's a guy who's doing this. It's like, you know, it's a guy. He's sitting there, and a butterfly's flying towards him. And then it's above him. It says like, "Is is this a movie?" But the butterfly says like, "Dark Fate," like that anime one. Okay, <laughs> keep going. Uh, yeah. Um, so I'm trying to think of other memes. <laughs> Uh, so it's like the guy is, uh, you know, walking next to his girlfriend, right? But he's he's looking back at the other girl walking the way, and the other girl walking the way. What it says on her uh, is uh, a narrative film, right? <laughs> and then with him on him, it says me, and then on his girlfriend who's so giving him the stink eye, it says tide? it says dark tide. <laughs> See, I got you there. See? <laughs> <laughs> This is like a fun game. <laughs> Trying to explain memes to see if you know what meme I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. I like that. Okay. Uh, but um, I don't know what else we need to cover, if anything. This movie's bad. It was uh, directed by... Let me bring this... John Stockwell, who seemed to get trapped in water movies for yeah, a second. Yeah, we, we talked about that. Because he also did... It's funny, because I brought up... I was like, God, you, you know sp- what? Into the Blue's even better than this piece of shit. Into the Blue's better than this, and I said, oh, he directed Into the Blue's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which was the... That was the Jessica Alba, Paul Walker movie, right? Yes. What do they do in that movie? Is this like... It's like a water heist or something? No, they're just trying to uncover like uh, buried treasure. Ah, uh, gotcha. Treasure movie. Uh, Scott Kahn shows up in it. Oh, okay. Gotta love him, right? Yeah, well, you don't gotta love him. He's fine. <laughs> but he did into blue. He also did Blue Crush, which was a, a surfing movie starring Kate Bosworth, Michelle Rodriguez, and Sano Lake. Well, two of you had a career. Um, but he did he did those, and then he did Turistas, which that was in that's two thousand six, and that was kind of like people getting kidnapped there, backpacking Brazil. We kind of talked about that was like that, that was when everyone was making like a version of Hostel. Oh know, yeah, where it's some, like some little. Take oh my god, it. we're traveling somewhere. The ah, fuck, we're kidnapped. You know, it's kind of. I think it was about the same time too when people start the um, like locked up abroad and all those shows like started happening. There there was this weird. Actually, historically, if you look at it, you kind of understand that maybe where some of our fucked up nationalism in this country came from, because there was a few years where all of our media here was about, it's scary to go places that aren't here. Don't leave. Yeah. Here's Taken. They went to, they went yeah, to we France. Yeah, we went through then, a weird yeah. phase of uh, 
don't travel. Yeah, I uh, which right now don't travel. You can't. Um, and but we're it's not funny. Cause... We're not welcome other places. I I had a I had a uh, this may not be fun and could maybe cut, but it's a theory I have right now because I was trying to early in the pandemic I was thinking you know because big moments in history always influence like cinema they influence film they influence media in what happens you know. Um, like in the in the 70s, like post Nixon and, and Vietnam and stuff, there was all this mistrust of the government of the powers that be, and that's where then you got all these movies that were about kind of fighting the system. You know, uh, One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest, Easy um, Rider. That was that was kind of pre. That was kind of beginning of counterculture, kind of hippie okay. stuff. But you're on the right track. But it's movies like that where it became about literally taking down um, the system. Day all, of the Dead. That would fall underneath there a little bit, okay. yeah. But like, uh, like all the presidents' men, which is literally about the fall of Nixon. But like movies like that started being very, but and then you got this kind of hopelessness too. That's where like Dirty Harry and Death Wish came from. These anti-hero right. movies that were all about like, fuck it, I gotta just be my own man and shoot whoever needs to get shot, you know. And then that's why too, Star Wars was such a reprieve because it was the first movie in a long time that was like, hey, look, here's just a fun space fantasy. Yeah, just. It's just escape for a bit. And it kind of pulled people out of it. Um, And that's why 80s movies, too, a lot of them are about decadence, which was very Reaganomics, very all that stuff. Um, So when the pandemic started, I remember talking to like Jess and I think even my brother. I was just like, I'm very curious to see what is going to happen to media with the pandemic. Are we going to see movies that are all about isolated people or are we going to go the other way? And all of our movies are going to be about gatherings about people being together you know because sometimes it's the going against it right but then i had a thought of how right now everyone no one trusts each other right now everyone hates each other right now half of america hates the other half of america right the, we very divided very uh, divided we you know we hate our leaders we don't trust them we um everything's a conspiracy theory we don't like truth is so up for debate right now right because we just there's there's a conspiracy about everything. Fake news, man. Right, it's everywhere. So there's a conspiracy theory about everything, and it's on both sides. It's you know it's a little more on one side than the other. Who uh, <laughs> really stoked the conspiracy? You know, QAnon and shit. But both sides have the you know because I remember even you know on the left I saw super lefty friends were saying like everything's an op, everything's a you know, and it's like well, some things just are just bad things. Um, so I had this idea in my head of how think about the last like. 15 years of television are all about complicated, like, anti-heroes, and it's all about people trying to pull the wool over each other's eyes. Like, uh, pull the wool over <laughs> each other's eyes. I realize I just blah, 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 that. Um, but, like, you know, The Sopranos and Mad Men and Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad, it's all about people trying to outwit and deceive everybody else in their life. So I had this thought. What if instead of in this case, and and like and reality shows too, which are all about lying and trying to get ahead and pull one over and you know sneak get other people eliminated so you right. can get ahead. So what if instead in this this decade, real life hasn't influenced art, but art has an influ- has influenced real life, where since we got so invested in these shows, where it's all people who are always trying to scheme each other out of something. And have the perfect plan to fuck each other over and look out for number one only. That's almost seeped into our subconscious and made us all do that with each other now. Just everyone. Just everyone. We're all just kind of like that because that's how we think. Now we we every think, day we're trying to run a con on. We think in in good twists and outsmarting each other. Right. 
and saying, no, here's here's why my fucking thing's right. Because if you connect this dot and this dot and this dot and this dot, this dot, this dot, I'm a genius. You know what I mean? Right. That's the end of it. That's there's not much more to it, but that's that's my theory. Is I I just had I had that thought the other day, and it kind of was I I was like thinking about like oh fuck that's something actually, that could be something where that could just happen though. What do you mean in real life? Yeah, yeah. Not just in the movies. No, no, that's what I'm saying though. Oh, you think that's gonna be what's going down? What do you mean? Everyone's just gonna be running the con on everyone. Well, I think we are. I think we are right now. We're all trying to constantly say why we are right. Why why my opinion is right. No matter what, no matter what facts you give me, here is why I am correct and why oh, you yeah. are wrong. Oh, absolutely. No, everyone's coming up with their own reason right. as to why. Oh, yeah, and, th- and dude, that's if you if you fall down the Facebook hole for three seconds. Right, and that's what I'm saying. It's the, it's the extrapolation of that thought of the the, you know, yeah. the lead character, the the Walter White, who no matter what, he can find a way to can, weasel out of everything. And or, justify why he can do and, these shitty things. Exactly. Yeah, oh, I he hear you. The, no, no, I get you from. now. And that's what I mean, where it's like, I almost think that stuff, the fact that that's been overarching, that's been so much of media, all of the great shows, all of the great okay. movies and everything. So you're saying that's, that's what's happening. I'm saying that's almost seeped into our minds now that we have to, now we all kind of... Oh, that pushed us towards this bullshit. A little bit, a I little bit more. Know. Okay, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I think it was coming anyway. It took me a second, but... Right. Okay. What's well, it's a weird theory, and this isn't how fun people spend their time thinking. This is how I spend my time. Is I think Just I try alone to, in the dark. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, but I, I, I always find that interesting because I uh, going to film school and stuff. One of the biggest things for me was when you go through film history, especially now because we're we're so distant from a lot of it. You can go through and you can tie like, oh, here's why this was a trend because of this thing happening right. in history. So now it makes me look at that when I see huge moments in history. I'm when you just see like, trends, you try to correlate to what. I is... try to think what is what is that causing, or how is it going to influence right. what happens in the cultural moment? Um, well, we know how big media is on people. It's well, exactly. Just I mean, look at what the news is doing to people. It's exactly. driving them insane. Well, exa- and now to the point to where no one knows how to trust any news at all. No, we don't know what a reputable news source any is anymore. Yeah, there's almost no such thing as like and, you know, anyone you, in the middle, which you know, is terrible. And even though there are some, you know, there's there's NPR and uh, uh, you know AP, you know Associated Press, like yeah. those are still pretty straightforward unbiased news sources they're you know they just kind of report the facts but still no one trusts them though still because because they don't have a bias so since they don't have a bias they therefore they got to be up to something exactly (laughs) you know it's all a fucking conspiracy that's what i mean is we've reached this point now where it's because we love these anti-heroes who don't trust anybody and always look out for themselves and find a way to outsmart every single person ever so we all feel like that's who we are we all feel like we're walter white we all feel like we're we're don draper we're all having to look out for number one and make sure no one drags us down ever, even if they're family, even if they're friends, even if they're longtime confidants. We still have to make sure I have something on them to to go around them and to fuck them over if I have to. Listen, I have to have the perfect out, the perfect exit wrong. strategy. I have a huge file on you alone. Yeah, I know. I should stop sending you those things. Yeah, weird. I send it. I go, I go add this to your file. Yeah. You're like, dude, I got one for you. I got one. Isn't this a fucked up thing I did? Save it. I'm just like. XOXO Logan. <laughs> Done. And you're sitting with me. I don't know why I'm emailing you. You're right here. Yeah. Um, anyway, 
That had nothing to do with anything we talked about. What a weird rabbit hole we fell what down. What a weird one. This was a weird episode, but I this was fun to do. Yeah. It was just good to record. I just wanted to record. That's it. That was it. We just wanted to do something for for Sharksgiving. Yeah. We we have some plans for maybe the Christmas time too. We're 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 doing stuff as we as we feel it, you know? Um so I don't know. Uh beer-wise, do we need to should we do let's do a little conclusion here. Beers, okay. what well, we love. We one get the surly variety pack. The the mixed signals, mixed signals. Give it a shot. It's got good stuff in it. You're not going to be disappointed. We're with, not getting paid to tell you this. Nope, we yet. don't work for surly. Um, <laughs> would love it if they wanted to throw us a few bones. Still trying to get uh, Fat Hill in town. <laughs> uh, but I the coffee one is fantastic. I, I mean, I, I'm not a huge coffee beer fan. That one that one blows my mind. Um, it's it's like it's like up there like favorite beers now. Honestly. It's really close. It's really the, good. The balance of coffee is just perfect. It's if you like black coffee too, I think that's a big thing we should mention. True. If you like sweet coffee, it may not be your thing. No, but if you like a nice dark roast black coffee, you're 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 in for it. In this this, one. this fall to pieces. I hope they maybe keep around a bit. This I think about drinking this in the summer. Yeah, sitting outside. In the yard, drinking this because it's 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 got a really nice sweetness to it, but it's not overwhelmingly fruity or anything. No, and for the amount of booze in there, it goes yeah. down nice. It goes down really well. I it I don't feel it at all. And then the Periscope, that's just a good crushable pale ale. Crushable. There's not a p in that word. There can be. Okay, it's a crushable pale ale. Crushable. Crushable bale ale. <laughs> um, <laughs> bale ale now. I'm, I'm I'm swapping p's and b's, baby. Uh, but that's a, that's a good one too. I it's a good pack. Yeah. I recommend it. Yeah, no, it's worth worth the money for sure. And then uh almost called it Dark Fate again. Fuck. Dark Tide. Um don't go near it. Don't go near it. Uh oh, oh also I forgot to mention this. Uh you can watch it. It's available <laughs> on YouTube and Amazon with ads. And then I signed in to Amazon Prime. I thought I could watch it without ads. No, it's only available with ads. And I think that's them being like, well, listen, we got to recoup something from this fucking movie. It's only available with ads. I'm sure you can buy it, but go- good Lord, don't do that to yourself. Well, I'm curious to see what the sales are. If it, if it only did 400000 I bet most people got duped. Isn't that an astounding? That is unreal. Bomb. That's a whole. 25 million budget they made 400,000 and you've got to imagine it got released nationwide yeah it was 2012 so like the film industry was still doing okay at that point at least uh gabriel and hallie got married out of it and then they got divorced four years later (laughs) uh well i think that's gonna do it for uh this episode eh yeah 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 <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to Sharks Giving, uh, a special spinoff of Sharktober from the makers of Sharktoberfest presents Sharks Giving. <laughs> um, but uh, this was fun. We'll we'll be back. We're still honing what we're gonna do outside of Sharktoberfest. Uh, whether it's gonna be Germany stuff or whatever, probably not. We'll find out. But uh, thanks you for Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, thanks you for listenings. My name is Logan Nielsen. For my co-host Dustin Pixley, as always, Zane often in Einem Giliglas. Nailed it. Okay, bye. Bye.